Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Conversations with My Dog with me, Marnie Jahangiri. Now, I'm absolutely super excited to interview Cindy McNeil-Reagan, Russian Dog Rescue at Freedom Farm, saving dogs from the dog meat trade, UK. Over the years, I heard so many incredible stories behind the two women, Cindy and daughter Zoe. I almost became a first-hand witness when Zoe drove into the UK with a truck full of Chinese rescue dogs from the dog meat trade. She did it all by herself. Throughout the eight years as a doga teacher, I heard from new owners who adopted Russian dogs from the dog meat trade that Russian dog rescue is and always will be the real deal. They take little credit and remain humble and consistent throughout their work as they save many, many lives. They finally own enough space, Freedom Farm, to take care of more dogs. All of the dogs are kept on a six-acre site in Somerset, where dogs are fully assessed in a variety of situations before being homed, and if necessary, are retrained before a suitable home is found. Sometimes dogs are able to go straight to their new families, depending on the situation. With International Doga Day, June 21st, I have a little special something to announce at the end of our chat, so stay tuned. Now, I'm so excited to welcome Cindy and Zoe on the show. Namapa, hello. hello. <laughs> that was a long intro. That's okay. <laughs> well, we got it. We got to start with an introduction. Who do we have on our laps today? This rather beautiful girl is Baguera. She is a Baguera. So, is she from Spain? No, she's from China. And could you tell me a little bit about her story? Yeah. So, we believe that she was probably hit by a truck on the road in Yan, which is near the big shelter that we help. And a lot of the time in China, um, the dogs will run alongside these little little cars and things, and in and out of the traffic with no sort of regard to their safety whatsoever. And more often than not, they get hit by these vehicles and bounced over the road. And then there they will lie on the side of the road with broken limbs and backs and all sorts. Um, and I'm sure that sometimes they just get picked up and chucked in trucks for the meat trade. But luckily she was rescued by a lady in Yan, a Chinese lady. And we were renting a boarding facility at the time in Chengdu for many, many of the dogs. And she was just put into our boarding facility under our wing. So she has, um, it's her spine, it's part of her spine, isn't it? Yeah. So her spine has um, almost like a small break in the bottom. 
which then um, affects her mobility to be able to walk um, strongly and in a straight line. But it's definitely improved since she's been here because she's been able to build up muscle yeah. around her bones, which then gives her more strength so she can actually stand now and... She's much more mobile now, but she's she's much she's weak, isn't she, on her back legs? Love yeah. Her. But she definitely it doesn't stop her getting around. <laughs> no, she's done really well. So she does struggle to walk, but she also when we when she arrived um, to us because she had to sit in our boarding for well about eighteen months because of the whole COVID situation. And when she arrived, um, we had to get her mammary strip all removed as well because she had mammary cancer. So we she's been through a lot. So she's had that done. Um, and now she lives with us and she's an elderly girl. Well, she I better not let her hear me say that, mind you. Um, but she's absolutely phenomenal. So, you know, yeah, absolutely phenomenal. Phenomenal little girl. And then you've got Fox. And then I've got, this is Mrs. Fox, is her full name. And mum actually rescued Mrs. Fox on one of her trips out to China. Uh, God, it's got to be coming up three years ago now, isn't oh, it? more than that. It's 2018. Was it? 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, she went into the shelter in Yan, which has, oh, it's, it's around 5,000 dogs in. It's Not anymore. It's, clo- well, it was. it's really, really slowed down now. But and it wasn't um, wasn't it? Fox was there in a pen just... Well, dying really was a she? She'd come off a truck, yeah. Yeah, she'd come off a meat truck, and then um, we took her in. And unfortunately, Fox has old breaks in her hips, so she has very wonky back legs as well. And she's highly sensitive. She's probably one of the most sensitive dogs we've ever come across. And um, so I kept her with me because she has to have medications and things like that. So yeah, our little survivors, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Two of them. <laughs> When you say highly sensitive, is that physical, mental, emotional, all of it? Just sensitive to to probably scared of humans, everything. All of it, really. A lot of things. She's just sensitive to life. She's sensitive mm. to life, really. She's sensitive to if anything touches her too quickly or something brushes past her too quickly, she'll do like a big scream and it's like almost like a panic, isn't it? And mm. then... Um, when she went in to be spayed over here, it was literally she would just scream and scream after her operation because she just thought something horrific was happening to her. So it's taken us a long time to be able to bond together and feel comfortable with each other. And she's she's much more comfortable now. <laughs> Bless her. And what do you think has happened to her in the past? What do you think happened? I mean, is she is she a dog meat uh, rescue? She was on a meat truck, so that is guaranteed 100%. And some Chinese activists saved her, but then obviously she was put in the shelter, which wasn't the best place for her. And so she was on a meat truck, and she's just been smashed about. And she was so emaciated, thin, there was nothing there to protect her anyway. She was just fur and bone she was so so poorly wasn't she mm. she was mm. a very weak little girl very weak very which a lot of them are really money they're very you know they get all these broken bones and things and you know then they're just put into shelters and then obviously they're not given any treatment and then their bodies are so weak and then they catch all these diseases and you know so it, they just end up sort of this is where these chinese dogs i think come into a, a whole thing of their own don't they zoe because they're they have this real inner strength in them to survive. They want to survive so badly. Um, 
They're heroes, aren't they? They're they're, absolute, we call them our war heroes. They are the heroes. These Chinese dogs are We're the, not heroes. the heroes. Not oh God, us. No. They are the heroes. They are like gold, aren't they? We call them heroes. And when anybody adopts one of our Chinese dogs, we say to them, you should be honoured. And this, you've now got a war hero in your house. And these dogs are like gold. And they are, you, you know, this is a privilege. Yeah. You, you must feel honoured to have one of these dogs in your home. unbelievable. When did you start rescuing dogs from the dog meat trade? But when did you start all this? When did you begin? Whose idea was it? (laughs) Mums, always mums. She's the one who gets us into all the trouble. It's always mums. (laughs) Always my fault. Um, Always my fault. But, well, we've been going as a charity for about 16 years for the end of this year. As an organisation, um, we registered as a charity. We got sort of about four or five years into it and then registered as a charity. So we've been going a long time and it's been a real struggle. Um, and about, it'll be five years now. So nearly five years ago, we started rescuing from China. Um, I'd always wanted to rescue from China. It was something that was on my list, if you like, that there was just something. But I felt that because of the situation... And um, the experience you you need to be able to go and do, go into these situations and and do it justice. You know, anyone can rescue a dog, but it's what you do with that animal afterwards is what counts for the rest of its life. It's an ongoing thing. Even if they go into a home, you're still responsible for that dog. So basically, I just set out to rescue five, didn't I? Yeah. So going to rescue five dogs from China, <laughs> right? Um, crikey, had a couple of all zeros on that. Yeah, and it just literally—it's one of those things. And I remember putting it up on social media. I'm going to rescue these five dogs from from this shelter, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. And everyone was like, "Whoa, right, okay." And we were, apart from say no to dog meat, we were only the second charity in the UK at that point to ever bring dogs in from China. So say no to dog meat obviously had brought some dogs in from China, and. But, but yeah, we're, we're the second one to have, have started it. And then it was kind of like, it kind of catapulted after that, didn't it? So well, everybody just like kind it. of yeah. came on, like jumped behind us really. And our eyes were just so opened. And even though I've always known about the dog, well, to be honest, it was the cat meat trade that actually first I noticed. And I remember that from even being a little girl and opening up um, the big newspapers just because you could and they were massive like this and seeing a picture and I was about nine years old of a cat in a in a like a basket thing on the back of a it might have been in Thailand or something but obviously they were talking about it it was like in a daily telegraph I remember being a little girl and seeing it in this paper and this vision was so prevalent in my head and I kept thinking why would anybody do that I don't understand I don't understand. So I've always thought about it, but I never really understood it. So when I started looking into it, I literally just couldn't believe what I was seeing. I just couldn't believe it. It was just worse than what we'd ever And it was worse, yeah. And then I think it's that thing where you've got to go and have a look for yourself, isn't it? I mean, Zoe spent loads of time in China. I've I've only been a couple of times. I kind of say, look, I've seen it now. I know what goes on. I know what the dogs have been through because I truly believe you have to see it to understand the dogs that you are saving so you can understand their mental um, situation 
um, you need to experience what they've experienced almost. You need to be in yes. that yes. High, heightened, stressful environments with them to really understand what they've because, been through. Because they all suffer from PTSD, don't yeah. they? Yeah. They all suffer from PTSD. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, these, these horrors of, 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 of things that have happened to them, just because you move them out of that situation, it doesn't take away what they feel and what they they must think and, and and you know like the post-traumatic they 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 carry this forever and there's different situations that they can get into which must which trigger things and this is why they're so which a lot of dogs that come from lots of different countries you know we're not you know but but China is it is another level. Yeah. It's another level. It's a totally another yeah. level of abuse. I I mean This is what I don't understand. Yeah, we talk about South Korea, Cambodia and everything, but China is still one of the worst countries. And sorry, this is not an anti-China podcast or anything like that, but it's still happening. Is can I ask you? No, I agree. I understand what you're saying. I know it still is. But is Yulin taking place? Is it still going on? Is it going to go ahead on June 21st? What do you think? Yes, as far as we're as aware. As far as we're aware, yeah. I don't think anything would stop it. Nothing's going to stop it. Pandemic, of course, over there wouldn't stop it, would it? And how come? Because it seems like they're just so adamant to hold on to their tradition. Because um, I spoke to Wendy Higgins from, you know, um, HSI, and she said things are changing in China. There's new, you know, they are sort of recognizing that dogs are uh, not, uh, livestock that can be pets and you know and things like that are things changing <laughs> no yes <laughs> do you know what i think the problem is i do think i do think that china does like to tell people what they want to hear mm. do you agree yeah, yeah so i do think they want to kind of set and and there is things i'm not saying because there's some amazing people over in china and you know let's face it if it wasn't for those chinese activists and and the way that yeah. they you know they are amazing they're they're also another level but a level another level of goodness um the activists and the people that there's a lot of people in china that are so disgusted with what goes on and they're embarrassed and it yeah. must be highly awful, embarrassed highly embarrassed and it's a communist country and there's nothing they can do about it you know they'll end up in prison or they'll they'll end up if they start making a big scene about things and it's it's hard mm. i do believe as well because china is so huge it's Mm. such a massive country so you've got province upon province upon province Mm. and each of those provinces can have almost different rules yeah so i think what might be happening in one province where um dogs and cats will then be seen as non-livestock and almost a pet animal doesn't mean that the province next door is going to see it like that they could Mm. have the totally opposite view Mm. so i think things may be changing in certain provinces but as china as a whole personally i'm going to say no um because and we have to remember here as well we're talking about a country which is massively corrupt and Mm -hmm. like mum said they do tell us what we want to hear because they are aware that us westerners and a lot of other people in countries are aware of what they do and they know that we disagree with it so it's almost like Keep them happy, keep them quiet, tell them what they want to hear. Mm. Definitely, definitely. And you you need to remember as well that um, it's not just the dog meat trade where the abuse 
Mm. You know, it isn't. But it is abuse in, in full stop in China. I mean, the police battering dogs to death on the streets. I mean, we've all seen it. We all saw the story of Coke, the, the golden retriever. Do you remember a few years ago? And this is happening every day in China. It's only when it gets leaked out on social media, you see. But this will be happening day in, day out. In, in Shanghai, when the police take the dogs off people because they say you haven't got a license, half the time they don't even wait for them to pull it out of their pocket. You know, dogs were being walked along the road, beautiful little dogs like ours and yours, walking in little jackets and little bow collars and things. And then the next minute, the police are over, drag the dog off you, chucked it in the back of the, and off down to Nanning Road in Shanghai. And Shanghai is, is renowned for it. And the police depot in Shanghai at Nanning Sorry. Road. It goes down, they put them down a big chute and then in the bottom all these dogs are piled up and piled up and piled up and all dying and these are people's pets. These are pets and this is the police. So this is also a massive, massive issue. Yeah. The police are, again, I'm not saying every single police officer because I also know of police officers from Nanning Road that will allow certain activists to take dogs out of that police station to get them out, but it's very few and far between, and it's bad. And it's this stuff is happening all the time. We've got we've got dogs here. We've just had one come in called Buddy, and he was from a little... Um, I forget the name of the place. He was rescued by a, a girl from the Philippines, and he'd been battered and battered for being a stray just by the locals, and then they threw him on the side of the road after beating him half to death with poles. And now his whole back's like semi-broken, his legs, isn't it, though? Yeah. And he can just about walk. Um, and this was just because he was a stray. So the whole mentality of yeah. if you don't want it, just stop it doing what you want it, yeah. what it's doing. There's and a lot just of people that even if they've it. got a dog that's barking, you see the stories of them just chucking them out the windows and throwing them out of top oh, windows. Oh, the dog's barking, just get rid of it. Or, oh, we don't want this dog anymore. It's got too big for the apartment. I'll just throw it out the window or chuck it out the window. Torture the is almost seen as a form of um, well, a form of making them power. feel very manly yeah, and yeah. very, in control. you know. But of course, it isn't just the men. It's the women as well. Women are just as bad in China. Mm. So let's not blame it all on the guys, eh? Mm. Mm. I you know, I did a, a thing with Bill Bailey. It's a Bailey, very emotive and, subject, yeah. and, it's, and it's so hard. It's very hard. I mean, Bill Bailey said, I said, do you know what's, you know, he rescued like seven barley dogs and everything. And uh, he said, I said, how 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 can we change mm. the mentality? And he said, education, education, education. Is that it? Is that the answer? Or or yeah. should we expose it more? Yeah. It's such a, yeah. you know, every time, I every time I want to. It's like waiting for it to go down, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Every time I speak about International Doga Day, I contact the press. No one will, no one will put, you know, no one will do an interview. No, the big, the big papers won't, don't mention China. They don't want to mention it. It's the only thing you get the Daily Mail mentioning Yulin potentially. It's so hard to, to talk about this. It's, it's, uh, Pierce Morgan did an interview with, uh, Pip Thompson about it and he she was grilled for everything because of the South you know like uh, debating between chicken you know should we save the chickens and the cows as well as the dogs but the whole point is the brutality of it the whole brutality of it and the media unfortunately covers up a lot as well so they they cannot mention it they cannot mention Yulin you're never allowed to mention Yulin 
on on a on a on a mainstream uh, media news channel. It's just it's not you know they just don't talk about it. I, I'm I'm so sick and tired of it. You know, uh, every time I tried, every time I felt like I failed, but I didn't because I always did my thing and I spread the word. You know, but you know we're we we always are outside the embassy on June 21st, but outside the Chinese embassy. And it's the same old story. And uh, sometimes I think, are they are they giggling? You know, are they sitting and having a hamburger upstairs and watching this going, oh, here they go again, here they go again. It does feel like Groundhog Day, the whole thing. But um, what do you think? Is there a way out? Is there a way out from this torture? Is there a hope at the end of the tunnel? How would you see that? Do you know what, to be honest, right, the only thing that is going to cap it, I, I think it will always go on underground because I think there's generations of generations of generations and it's bred into their DNA that this is just what they do. They they eat dogs and they slaughter dogs. And I think that, even if it was banned, if that makes sense, across China, I still think they would take it underground. Yeah. But obviously it wouldn't be on the scale, but there would always be that generation that would want it still to continue. The only thing that's going to... Um, make any massive difference is to bring in animal welfare laws. Yeah. So, of course, we have no animal welfare laws in China. Um, so, where do you begin? Where if you don't do, have yeah. an animal welfare law? There's no starting point, is there? Yeah. There's no animal welfare laws. They need to start recognizing the dogs as sentient beings and cats and all of them. All of them. But it, yeah, it's really. I mean, it's quite disturbing, isn't it, when we have a virus from Wuhan um, and the wet, all this stuff with the wet markets, contrary of what anybody believes, whether it came from there or didn't, that's by the by, because let's face it, none of us really know the truth. Mm. But No, we never know. Um, the wet markets are all still open again now. You know, it's all still going on. The, the meat markets have never been busier in mm. China. You know, we get a lot of footage that comes over from different things. And... It's like it never happened, you know? I mean, I think that says a lot as well for a country not to have any repercussions for infecting the rest of the world mm. and have just been allowed to continue their with daily practice in with their animals or in their laboratories and just there's no one has taken any, you know, who, who is no, no responsibility. There's no responsibility for this. And that says a lot as well because China is a powerful country and the rest of the world knows it. So it's a fearful thing. They're scared of them. Don't say anything because we don't want to work with China. They produce a lot of the stuff for the world and it's keep them happy. That's what I believe anyway. I don't know if it's... Mm. Yeah, I, I, think, no, I think that's right. I mean, I, mean, I remember I Trump it. was trying to expose China. Well, yeah, yeah that was one thing he tried to do. He did with that side. He did, did, yeah. did good. Um, yeah, that but was at least thing. he, yeah, at least he challenged them. It was the first president that ever challenged them. He was good with Iran. You know, I'm from Iran. And um, he was good with Iran. With China, he was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But they, they have. They've just got away with it. And which just goes to, to just says it all really, doesn't it? Yeah. When we say, is it going to change? Because no matter whether that virus came from a bat or whether it came from a lab, a lab or whatever, the point of it is there was no serious repercussions. Yeah. And that how on earth is, is that's bizarre in itself though totally bizarre when it's actually screwed over the whole world it's look not at the amount of people that have affected and it's yeah. killed people 
people have lost their lives through it and no one has had to take any responsibility of it and it's almost like oh swept under the carpet swept under the carpet don't upset them don't want to take so the dogs and the cats and all the other how are they going to have a chance what chance do they have and this is what we say isn't it and and i know people want to hear all the positive and they want to hear oh yes and this is happening and that's and there is there is positive there will be positive of course there is always something positive but it's it's the scale if it was a little place like spain you know you've watched countries like that over the years develop with more um compassion so you don't drive through spain and see the swarms and swarms of stray dogs like you used to you might see one or two, but you don't see them in big packs like because things have changed. Education, more more welfare, um, you know, it, it's different. But a place like China is so big. It's so big. It's I almost mean, just out of control. It's out of control. I mean, you got I've been up in the mountains in China to this breeding come slaughter farm, and it's you're like right up in the middle of nowhere. And what's going on in there is another level. And that was just one tiny little place. Tiny little place. So you imagine all those places. It's just so much vast countryside as well. It's out of control. It's just out of control. And even if it was banned, they'd still get away with it. Because the country is so big and you can hide things so well in China because it's such the countryside, as beautiful as it is, there's a darkness. We always feel, don't we? There's a darkness of China. It's dark. It seems it's sinister because you know what goes on behind the scenes. You know what's behind all those beautiful mountains and things. That's interesting. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you like this podcast, then why not check out one of our other amazing Create Podcasts? If you just want a good laugh, then check out The Weekly Roast. Listen, listen, bitch. Oh, listen, make, make, make an entrance. I'm a week off sugar. Bear, uh, I, will, I will fly <laughs> to the UK and I will cut you both. 
For the more cultured ones among you, join Laura Wright for Music In My Life. <laughs> yeah, <Yes>. let's go. <laughs> I'm so glad no one can see me right now because I'm doing. I was doing some weird dance moves. Yeah, nothing then, yeah. Prefer a deep chat? Connie's got you covered on How Are You, the well-being podcast. I just became a lot more productive and happier. Mm. And for me, like, that's just worth it. The Weekly Roast, Music In My Life and How Are You. Just three more podcasts to feast your ears on. Find them wherever you found this podcast. Can you literally feel it? Like when you go there, can you feel the vibrations of something dark happening? Mm. Mm. Something evil? Yes. Yes, we can, can't we? We can feel it. Because we're quite... um, spiritual anyway aren't we Sammy? we yeah. we're very tuned into things anyway and it's just we can read like we're not um i feel like we we connect with dogs far more better than we connect with people mm. hence why we do what we do on such a scale that we do it our mm. life is what we do we live with the dogs every day we work with the dogs every day we have no other life but this yeah and i feel we do connect to them on this other it's level different level and when we go to China, for me, if I, I've only just got literally the plane lands and I just have this feeling come over me of, I can almost feel the dog's pains. Like I just know it's happening. And I've been lying in bed at night after God knows what's happened that day. And I can hear dogs barking in the distance and things. And I'm thinking, oh my God, what's happening to that animal? And that's not safe. That dog's not safe. I know something's happening to it. I don't know where it is. And it's, the most it's really hard to explain isn't it because it's one of the most no animal is safe in china even when it's safe we always say we'd never home a dog in china we'd never let somebody keep one of our dogs in china no matter i would no never in a million years no matter how amazing that person might be it's not about that person it's about there is no animal welfare laws in that country and if that dog got out god knows what could happen it you just don't know and because it's it's just not safe it's not safe wrong place wrong time anything could mean that life's gone yeah Yeah. how many people do you have that go out there uh and volunteer to help you guys get uh save dogs Uh, how big are you now how big is rushton we've done it all on our own we do it on our own we've done it on our own i go on my own so he goes on our own to china without anybody don't take teams of people or about that. volunteers or any of this. No, A lot of people I feel like, oh, they want to go so they can say they've been and almost uh, look what I've done. But it's not about that. Like, it's about the dogs and I don't have... When I'm out there, we've got one thing on our mind and it's saving as many dogs as possible. We don't have time to think about other people and their feelings. Our head is down. We've got... Absolutely. That is it. We're there for one reason. Absolutely. We're not there to make friends or to keep people happy that are there with us. It's not a holiday. It's not a school trip educational mm. trip it's, it's not, not a social that. media thing no. is it it's, it's about, not about going that. to do what you need to put do. your head down and just get on with it you've got you've gone over and literally like just got off the plane and like arranged for someone to meet you the other night and you've just literally gone and Zoe's had a translator and I've said right you need to go to this show and I've said right I need you to go here I need you to go there and I need you to go there and you've literally you've gone just, and bought a big old bucket from hardware store and gone into a shelter and just filled it up to the brim with tiny little puppies all dying yeah. in you. Just filled it up and then just take as many dogs as they can. And then take as many. Get there. And take as many of the dogs that aren't just breeds either because 
this is the other thing. People, it's mm. like kind of China's being turned into some kind of public pet shop now. Yeah. People want to go there. It's like, oh, let's go to China. We can rescue breeds. We can rescue whatever breed it is, which is great. But it's not about that. It's about taking the dogs that need you. No matter what dog it is, no matter what size, what breed, what age, what medical problems, that dog needs you, you take it because what else are you doing there? That is what you're there for. And that's what and we've racked up hundreds and hundreds, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds over the years. Honestly, I kid you not. And now we're just literally coming to the end of the last, well, I don't want to say batch because that's not a nice word, but the last sort of rescue run of the dogs that we rescued in 2019 because obviously they're like a year behind because of covid but we've moved loads of dogs anyway we've moved loads all through covid but we've we've yeah we've nearly got yeah we've moved loads we've moved about 19 yeah yeah we've been moving them right through covid Oh yeah. Well, they they won't stay in there. No way. How do you get oh. the money to, to do all this? I'm starting to wonder. Um, <laughs> well, basically, we I know. Tell me about it. We've got this blooming great centre as well now. Me and Zoe here sitting there going, I know. Oh, right, okay. This is why we always look like this. This is why we always look <laughs> like this. We always look rushing around, covered in all sorts. Um is we've been up since like six o'clock. Um when we're cleaning out all our own kennels as well, we're not expecting other people to do it all for us. It's all we do it all ourselves. Don't yeah. we? All, all of the dogs it. come here. All the dogs come here before we hang them. We suss them all out. Wait for everything. It's all. So the funding side. So we've had a shop. Um, our shop in Weymouth that I've had. It'll be nearly eleven years this year. And even though it's a very small charity shop, it's been a very successful charity shop. So I've got to be honest. That shop has literally saved our bacon, hasn't it? Yeah. Over the years, it really has. And then just public donations, public donations. Do you have any celebrity voices behind you? Yeah, so we have the Kemp. So we have Shirley and Martin Kemp. Shirley is our patron. Yep. And they have just adopted Iris, one of our little meat trade survivors, a beautiful little poodle. And Shirley has been amazing. Amazing. Um, shouting about the meat trade and telling people how she's adopted Iris, how obviously she's not from a breeder and how you should adopt and... Um, what Rushton are doing and our things behind that and obviously she has Martin Kemp and Roman and Harley and they have social media platforms that they share things to do with the big trade and Rushton and things as well so she's been amazing she's been great she's a really really great great she's woman a good ambassador she for our organisation yeah. so yeah we are very lucky to have them on board very can lucky. I just for, for yeah. the listeners it's lucky. quite important you know when you go on social media, you see quite a lot of, um, uh, I shouldn't mention any names, but um, social media platforms that are sort of so-called charities that went out to China, rescued dogs, and then they asked directly for a donation. Do we trust them? Should we donate when they do a crowdfunder? I mean, there's so many of them. Or what kind of research do we need to do when we have no idea? Where do we put our money in? I've got to be honest. I, I, and I am a. I'm brutally good. honest, and I'm probably too honest for my own good sometimes. It gets me into all sorts of trouble. But I say it as it is because it there's is. no point sugarcoating stuff. It's just not. It isn't. I'm always very wary of organisations that set up organisations just to go and rescue dogs from China. I always think, ooh, unless they are a boots on the ground. I mean. You know, if there are boots on the ground organization in China, yeah, 
and they have and they are doing it day in day out cleaning feeding rescuing you see them looking after and you see the results and you see those dogs being moved and going to reputable moving on to reputable organizations to be assessed no problem because you can kind of see it can't you you can follow it from start to finish to finish but there's a lot out there unfortunately they, they set up facebook pages yeah and then it's like oh we're rescuing these dogs well i don't think half of them have even been on a plane yeah. and then you kind of think right okay i i believe these chinese dogs and all dogs okay so i don't want to sound like i'm 100 percent biased but obviously this is what we're talking about at this point so i believe that the dogs should Oh, I don't really know how to say it. Say it. I believe the dogs, they're so precious, these Chinese dogs, and they fought so hard to survive. It's such a... They've survived such stuff. It's shameful if their end result for those dogs isn't 100%. We all make mistakes, obviously. I'm not saying anybody doesn't. We're by far, by far from perfect. Yeah, but you learn have to them. learn from your mistakes. Unfortunately, it's the way some people roll. So if it's the way you roll, stay away. Mistakes, human error, that's normal, you know? But Well, I made them. I made them. It is yeah. a worry when you see mounds and mounds leaving China and you think, well, where the hell are they going? Where are they well, going? When you see them being rescued and then they're in China for such a long time and they don't actually end up really getting to the end goal. Or Some dogs never leave. It, or it's people almost rescued there. And you just... And you see they have a lot of support on social media, but then you don't actually always see the results. Or they do have these rescues and, you know, Instagram-run rescues and Facebook-run rescues. But as harsh as it sounds, that's what they are. They're not a rescue. Does that make sense? It's not a <sighs> rescuing day in, day out, moving the dogs, anyone can after the dogs. Yeah, anyone and- can rescue a dog abroad and get it on a plane by sitting behind a computer screen or on their phone, and get it oh, really? into a home. A lot of these dogs, unfortunately, never even meet their rescuers because they're just sent directly into homes, which we personally don't agree don't with. Don't agree with after learning from mistakes that it doesn't work. Mm. We like to bring them here. We like to And this is why we fought so hard to get a proper san- center and sanctuary here so we could give sanctuary and, sen- and space to the dogs and give them time to decompress yeah. realise that they're out of China, realise they're in a positive environment and things are going to be good from now on and we can get to know them and then actually understand what type of home that they need and therefore they end up lasting in their adoptive home and the process is much more calmer for that dog. The transition period has to be much smoother for them because everything has been so heightened and stressful in their life and they will settle more into a home environment if you do it properly, personally. Mm-hmm. I feel absolutely absolutely you don't want visitors and things like that because that could stress them out as well yeah we keep it all very calm we have this we have a few really good volunteers but we keep it very calm and we keep it very simple and if we think that they can't be rehomed because if I see a dog and I think you know you're reacting to lots of stuff I can see that you're reacting to lots of stuff you're not going out there yeah you are not going out there in Joe public it's not happening you can stay here. You can. We've got 15 acres of land. We can. You can run around here and do what the hell you want. And that is 
that is it. Yeah. And there's a lot of dogs that we've rescued from China, and I haven't rescued them to rehome them. them. I've rescued them to get them the hell out of that country. I've got one called Parker, who's got half a bloody ear. He's the funniest looking dog you've ever seen, God love him. And I think he's great. And I spotted him in a shelter of bloody thousands of dogs. Yeah. I wasn't looking at all the Samoids and Retrievers and all the rest of it. I'm looking at Parker, his legs all up like this. Savage. They had to dart him to get him out of the shelter. He'd been there seven years, come off a lorry. They're looking at me like I'm batshit. And I was like, that's the dog I want. And he's here with me and he has his own little hut and his bit of land round. I have to get him in a cage. We have to get him in, sedate him if we have to do anything to take him to the vets. But we <laughs> rescue to rescue. We don't rescue, rescue to, to rehome. Home. That's not who we, we are. And if we can oh, rehome right. them, bonus, that's great. We'll yeah. Get but yeah. we'll say Yes. So we we a lot of people find it hard and they say, Oh well, you got all these dogs, you must be hoarders. It's like, no, we're not hoarders. We just like we like to make sure that the right dogs go out to the homes, but the dogs the right that dogs. we feel can't cope with that pressure, don't go. And it's not about going, Oh yes, great, look at what we've been able to do, get the dog in the home. It's not about it that. shouldn't be the end the result. Dog is happy. The end result so should be assessing happy. it and working out what the best situation is for the individual dog. Yeah. And it's great when we get a load of dogs in from China and we think, oh my God, we've got someone at the minute. And I would literally say every single dog that came in two weeks ago, we know for a fact they're all homeable, aren't they? Yeah. They're all homeable, which is amazing. Unless they listen that they'll be able to stay here and then they'll be playing up. But the next (laughs) lot that come in, there could be five dogs in there and we might think, oh God, this is not, no, 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 no. You just don't know. You don't know. You never know. But all I can say is every dog is your dog. That is the unique thing. Every dog is sort of a Russian dog, no matter what. <laughs> They're yours <laughs> forever. And that's yes. the bond that you have. That's your, yes. And you're so unique yeah. for that. Well, we're yeah. almost coming to the end. Um, Zoe, Cindy, I have a little announcement to make and I might burst into tears. But this is the first time... Um, this is the first time I can actually offer something from International Doga Day. So um, here we go. Animal Friends are proud to support this year's International Doga Day with a surprise donation of £5,000 to Rushton Dog Rescue in support of helping dogs affected by the dog meat trade in China. Supporting animal welfare is at the heart of everything they do. They believe that every animal should be protected and given the right to live a healthy and happy life, which is why they are so pleased to surprise Russian Dog Rescue with this donation. Animal Friends are delighted to support Marnie Doga and her vision of looking after our dogs and strengthening the natural bond we have with them. So there you go. (laughs) I'm shaking. Oh oh my God, that's amazing. And I tell you what, that can come at a better time. That couldn't have come at a better time. You literally, you have no idea that could not have come at a better time. If we could hug you through this screen, we would. Thank you so much. So, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, they this asked me. I so appreciate I've that. just been we so lucky. This is the first time I can donate properly. And I, I've been That's campaigning serious. five That's years. Amazing. So, so yeah, thanks to this wonderful podcast, I met so many companies. Oh, and it's gone crazy. full circle and it's gone back to you. <laughs> oh, oh, my God, you legend. 
Thank you, Thank you so, so much. much. The you have got no idea how oh much that God. was needed this month, honestly. Oh my, you literally. You literally, literally, honestly. Saved you up. have no idea, Manny. No, no idea. No idea. Me. <laughs> that is amazing. It's Animal Friends oh, Insurance. So animal Friends Insurance. Animal yeah. Friends Insurance. Animal Friends Insurance. Yeah. They've, they've yeah. supported us in the past, yeah, they haven't have. they? They are very good. But you, you, you were behind that, though. Yeah, no. You were behind that Thank to make that so happen. Much. So I'm, oh, I'm wow. really, really, really grateful from all the dogs. And we've got, yeah. we've got more dogs flying out of China at the end of the month. So that, that's where that's that going. Is literally, we were like, oh my god, we've got to get the money together for that. Yeah. So that you, you've got those dogs out of China. So yeah. I can't swear it's a podcast. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. And we're going to raise some more on International Doga oh, Day, so don't worry. Thank you so much. We're going to raise some more. Definitely. You wow. need all the money you need. I mean, it's thank crazy. You. Yeah. Thank no you. problem. And no. Thank you for, for supporting us. I'm all. just a messenger. No, you're never just a messenger. Without a messenger, we don't have a message, do we? <laughs> but you, do you know what? Thank you for supporting exactly. us for, the, for all those years as well. And I'm really glad that we've been able to do the podcast it was but the other day we were like oh god we're gonna do it weren't we we couldn't do it and we're so yeah i'm i'm thanks so glad with us. i'm so thank glad you. and thank you and that's so so kind of you so kind. and my producer and i molly we were like so nervous we were waiting for you to come on this show because it's like ah we can't give it away yet we can't give it away come on the show cindy please, oh, please, please. and i know how busy you are oh god wow. so on behalf of everybody wow. i hope all the listeners are listening to this please please donate this is the real deal this is the real charity please and how can we donate can you please give us the website one more time just really tell us how can we donate yeah so you can visit our website which is www.rushton which is r-u-s-h-t-o-n dogrescue.co.uk and then on there you can see all the links of how you can donate you can also find us via Instagram, which is Rushton Dog Rescue, and our Facebook page, which is Rushton Dog Rescue, saving dogs from the meat trade and UK. So there are our social media platforms Fantastic. and our website, and through there you can message exactly. us and see everything. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you. If you want to adopt, it's all on the website. Yeah. I would love thing. to meet you in person. We'd love to come you to the farm one day, if we can, one day, if we're allowed. Yeah, Are we allowed? Yeah, because right. I thought you're so private, I'm not allowed yes, to come yeah. down. I would love to. It would no, no, no. <laughs> we do. You we do, we do. We have, we've had some lovely visitors, but yeah. we do it on an appointment so that we can give you our proper time. Yeah. And, and we can put the reactive dogs away so no one gets hurt. Yeah, <laughs> and keep the ones that with the good guys out. Yeah. <laughs> you might be go leave here hopping because you've got your leg nibbled off. <laughs> Absolutely, and we can even try a bit of doga, maybe a bit of chanting and relaxation and calming, oming, and maybe maybe I can try a bit of doga on the dogs that are ready. Um, it's not that, lifting right? or anything yeah. like that. It's just well, we are giving therapy. Yeah, so. Exactly. That's really what I want to do. My my Baggy my would like that. <laughs> yeah. This is really what I want to do is to bring Doga to rescue dogs. So that's that's my big mission. So wow. <laughs>
There you go. Well, we have a lot to talk about, but Cindy Thank and Zoe, you. your time. You need to keep feeding those dogs. And, Thank you. Um, I'm going to close my palms and bow my head. Yes. Do. They're all going to be kicking off now. They're all going to be kicking off. But I say Namna Paul. Manny, thank God, you. Thank you so God much. God bless you and may God be, be with you at all times and protect you and protect those beautiful souls because I really think you are protected, both of you. Thank you. By the divine. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Say thank bye. you, Manny. Say bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.